0: Have you ever met someone you knew you were supposed to be into? Maybe they were so good, so kind, so smart, so attractive, and so thoughtful. And yet, they just weren't the match for you.
1: This is Thirsty the Podcast, Invisible Ian.
0: This is Heather. Today, we are going to tell a story about a guy that I dated for six weeks. So, you know, I actually dated him for a a little bit of a minute. Um, He was so nice. He was super, super nice. We had a lot in common. He was pretty cute. Um, But the funny thing about it is everyone forgets I dated him, including me. (laughs) I'll add myself to that
1: list because I definitely... um, I think you were talking recently about the men you had dated who did not have children and I couldn't figure out who else was on that list. And it was Ian. (laughs)
0: Completely forgot about it. I feel so bad because he really is like, he was super sweet, super nice. He did zero things wrong. Like he could not have been sweeter, but it's almost like, just like, I guess it was like a wallflower thing. Like seriously, when I think about, um, the people I've dated, I forget to include him every single time. (laughs) I don't know. i probably should dive into what that means, but I think that's funny. Um, you know, I met Ian during my, what I'm calling hot girl summer, that was very accidental. Uh, I was trying to start dating in a real way. You know, I'd been dating for over a year. At that point, and um, I was just starting to shift, and I was starting to actually want to get to know people, wanting to go on more than a couple of dates, and trying to calm down. However, the opposite happened. You know that translated to actually I dated a ton. I don't know how that happened. I guess I just met a lot of <laughs> men I connected to. I wanted to go out with. Uh, it really doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's what happened. Um, and actually, at the end of that summer, I benched myself from dating. Uh, dating license revoked. Uh, cuz it just felt like i was going on so many dates out of control like what is happening here too much too busy chaotic <laughs> remember laura you're actually like maybe you need a break Maybe yeah. you should just cool it for a minute yeah i think it was time time to put a little pause in there <laughs> yeah time for a pause we all like a pause um so i first matched with ian in early july um it was very clear from the beginning that I could see we had a few things in common just from his profile. You know, his picture showed a lot of personality. They were, I mean, any man that puts pictures on his profile that aren't, that isn't like a set of pixelated pictures, you're already doing better than most, you know, a lot of his pictures showed a lot of personality. So I was interested. He clearly had a sense of humor. Um, You know, he did not have kids, which is, we know, I am always kind of skeptical about you know, whether that's going to fit with my life, but I don't want to count people out like that before we even meet. I feel like that's one of those things that like, I know it may not turn out, but I can't just say no from the jump just because they don't have kids. I don't want to do that because I could be, and probably am at least 50% wrong. Um, so we did, we talked for a bit and we actually hit it off. He's a super nice guy. Like we got along really well. We both uh, love photography. There were some other uh, hobbies we had in common games, all kinds of things. Um, and it was just fun talking to him, you know, after a few days of talking quite a bit, he told me that he was interested in me, but he also knew that I was a mom and I had told him I'm done. I'm not having any more kids for sure. There's no, like, I'm not changing that. We had actually had that conversation and he is at a point he had never been married, no kids, but he realized that he did want to have a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's young, he was a little bit younger than me. Um, so it was perfectly in range that that could happen. Um, And I'm just so hard pass. So he said he didn't want to waste my time because that was important to him. Totally respected that. I mean, everyone has these things that are really important to your life and I get it. That was never going to be me. We are incompatible just factually. Yeah. I respect anybody who can
1: take that step back before, um, even meeting somebody because you, tend to know what your big deal breakers are, but a lot of people will still go out on (laughs) dates, even though they know it's not possible. It's also nice that you had all established that before even meeting so that you didn't make it to the first date and then learn that like you wanted a family and that wasn't your thing. So I feel like that worked out well. Although I do remember you were excited about him when you matched and when you were talking to him. So that was a bummer.
0: Yeah, I mean, we made the the right choice initially, but <laughs> true, <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a we we pulled it back, um, you know. So at that initial match, we said, you know, I think we want different things. So we probably I don't want to waste your time, you know, and I really want to focus on this. Totally fine. Bye, Ian. I started focusing on someone else who had been on a few dates with, who was a dad, and and we were more in line with what we wanted out of life. So I start focusing on this other person. So anyway. A few weeks go by. I think it was like even a solid month. And then I was surprised to see a text from Ian just out of the blue one day. Hey, was just thinking about you. I decided I would really like to take you on a date if you're up for it. Just let me know your schedule. Whenever you're free, I will make it work. I would like to meet you if you want to. How did you feel about that? (laughs) I was charmed. Like anytime something like that happens, like when someone is like really goes full out, shoots their shot. You know, or um, sometimes I have men that say, "Hey, I want to take you out on a date. What's your schedule? I would like to plan something really fun for us." Even if it's someone that I'm on the fence about, I will definitely give them a shot because clearly they are thoughtful. They are taking a chance, and I feel like if someone else is going to take a chance, then I should like let's see what's going on here. Um, you know, because that just doesn't happen very often. Um, Did you
1: feel hesitancy though, because of his initial kind of backing away from things when you had first started talking that? Was there any reason that you felt like you wouldn't want to go out with him because you kind of had known where he stood as
0: far as kids? Well, it's kind of interesting. I kind of wonder if this played into the way our, our relationship played out, because I, I knew I, you know, there was a part of me that just held back because I was like, I don't see how this can go anywhere because I don't think he would have said the thing about the kids out of the blue. You know, so I think emotionally I had already decided this is not something that's going to be real. However, I had thought about him from time to time after we stopped talking. Um, and I was curious. I, I, I did want to meet him. He seemed like such a good person. We had so much in common. He's funny. Um, so I decided to just go with it. I will say I have this issue where I will maybe not follow my brain as much as I follow my heart. I mean, Laura knows this. A lot of the issues I've had in dating have been because like there've been a few men that I had feelings for and I was really into, and they were not that great. Like if you look at it from the outside, like Laura would be like, is he taking you on great dates? Is he being so nice to you? Is he bringing you flowers? And I'd be like, no, 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 no. Yet I am still going out with them and I am, you know, spending all my energy on this guy instead of some other really nice, great people that maybe were acting better. So that, that's one of the issues I have that I need to work on. For some reason, if you're mean to me, I'm into you. <laughs> I, I don't, I, you know, I don't think I'm the only one. A lot of women do that. So th- I did see this opportunity and he's a nice guy treating me right, you know, so far, um, you know, but. My brain knew it probably wasn't going to go anywhere. However, I just, I was curious and just wanted to see, you know, um, probably not the right choice, but that's what happened. That was the thought process there. Um, I did know it probably wasn't going to go anywhere, uh, just because I suspected the wanting kids thing was real. I just felt like it really was, but he was just so attractive. So nice. I just wanted to see. So we made plans to go to dinner. Uh, This is summer in Chicago, which if you live here, you know, it's just the very best time here. Everybody's so happy to be outside patio dining. The temperature is great. You can go have a drink, hang out outside. People just walk around. Um, Now that, you know, COVID brought with us the New Orleans style of you can go get a cocktail to go and walk around in neighborhood, which is honestly really nice on like a July afternoon. So anyway, we met up. Um, sat on the patio, had some drinks, and we had great conversation all through dinner, like from the jump. I'm a photographer, so is he, and we're both really passionate about like actual photography um, with analog film, all these things, you know, and they're just hobbies for us, but we really enjoy it. So it was really awesome to meet someone who shared that passion, also knows a lot about it. He was so easy to talk to, just the nicest guy, asked me tons of questions, trying to get to know me, which I appreciate. Honestly, that does not happen a lot message to all the guys out there. If you ask a lot of questions have unpixelated pictures and make an effort, you're already doing better than like 90% of the other guys out there. So if you want to set yourself apart, do that.
1: The bar um, is real
0: low out there, man. Yeah. Um, but Ian did all of that. And I, I suspect he does that with anybody he goes out with, like, he's just a good person. Um I was really struck by the fact that he's not jaded. He wasn't jaded. He was just so wholesome and so good and kind of innocent, honestly. Like, you know, I've been through a divorce and like I've had some really difficult relationships and some other things that have happened that, to be honest, I think it made me a little bit cynical, maybe a little bit jaded. I'm working on that. He didn't have any of that. He was just so hopeful and nice and innocent. And it was kind of nice to be in the presence of someone who hadn't been jaded by bad love experiences. Um, so I thought that was kind of neat. After dinner, we had such a good dinner that we um, wanted to keep hanging out. So we went for drinks. We found this dive bar um, that was nearby uh, for a second location. And something that was kind of interesting is I actually, cause some, we we had talked about it initially, but I wanted to bring it back up. And I just said, you know, I can I ask what you're looking for? Like what's your, as you're dating, like what are the things you're looking for at this point in your life? And again, he really charmed me.
1: I can say it's a bold thing, not bold as in a bad way, but it can be hard on like a first date to ask somebody what they're looking for, because I feel like often we dance around that are afraid to ask, or we're too much to be asking that question at that point. Although I guess you guys had established some of that by your earlier text exchanges about him wanting kids or whatever. So that door was probably open, but still it can be really hard to you know approach that. So kudos to you for doing that, like right out of the, you know, early on.
0: Well, I mean I I also like put it with Ian. Ian was just so nice and open and easy to talk to. I think some people like they have their guard up and you can just sense it. And that's not really how he was. Um it was really easy to talk to him and have these open conversations. Um so anyway, I asked him what he was looking for and he again just charmed me. Charmed me with his wholesome outlook. And he actually said this, and this is the, he is to date the only person that has ever said this to me. And I thought it was so sweet. He said, I want the fairy tale. I want that real love that means something that makes me so happy. And they're the love of my life.
1: Oh, that that's
0: so sweet. <laughs> said it. And I was like, oh, you're so sweet. You know, and that, that kind of like brought to mind to me, I was like, oh God, I think I'm jaded. Like I, I just never hear someone, you know, cause a lot of times. I mean, you know, some of the men have dated, like Rowdy Ryan comes to mind, the idea of having feelings and like caring about someone was like not allowed. And like you and I have talked about quite a bit, the idea of dating, like it's kind of, I I almost feel like it's becoming an outdated thing where it's like, you have your guard up the whole time and having feelings for the person you date is becoming rarer and rarer. Like you, you protect yourself. It's almost like someone to just go have fun with. And that is it more than that is, um, kind of hard to find or people that are open to it being more than like just a buddy that you hang out with and make out with. So I thought that was interesting. So anyway, so we had that conversation. I was just so like, wow. Um, I I was really impressed by that. Um, at the end of the night, like we've been, we hung out for like six hours. It was kind of for a first date. I feel like if you hang out for more than two and a half hours, like it's going pretty well for a first date. You have a lot of long first dates, I feel like. I feel I like. Know, that's your I know. I do. <laughs> I know. Well, Sean <laughs> the Smoke Show is the longest. Those are like 12 hour dates, which I am impressed by those because that did not even include making out. There were no shenanigans. That was legit hanging out, having fun. Yeah, I would say anybody I went on more than one date with our first day would be like six plus hours. Um, I like getting to know people. And I think I've gotten better at picking people who also want to get to know me. And that leads to better dates. Most of the time, not always, most of the time. Um, So anyway, we were walking and like, clearly it was the kind of day I was like, we should kiss you know, at the end, I think I don't actually like, usually first dates are just, Hey, let's get to know each other. And that is it. That's all that happens. Um, but this was one of those dates where it's like, we clearly like each other. There's clearly a vibe. We should have a first date kiss. Um, so I was walking him to his car. We had like a long walk and then he was about to go up into the parking garage to get to his car. And I, I had to laugh. I laughed really hard because I said, well, are you going to kiss me or not? And he said, yes. And so he kissed me, but he didn't try very hard. And I was like, I really feel like you can do better. So he was like, yeah, I think I can do. And then we had like one of the best first kisses I've ever had. It was so funny. Like it was like on fire because up until then I was like, this is really fun. I really like him, but I know he wants different things than me. I don't know about this. But then we had this like wildfire, whoa, first kiss that I just could not even it, it, I was like, oh, maybe I need to rethink this <laughs> because it was like, so it was just one of the best kisses I've ever, I don't even know how to explain just what makes a great first kiss versus a just mediocre one, but it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally after that, he offered to drive me home, <laughs> which was 40 minutes out of his way. So he had to go 40 minutes out of his way. Of course he lived far, if far, like he lived in a far South. If you live in Chicago, far South suburbs over an hour away from me, because that's my thing. That is your thing. Yeah. And so he offered to drive me home 100% out uh, directly in the wrong direction. Drove me home. Did not come inside. There was none of that. But um, he just took me home, of course. Kissed him goodbye. Um, And he wrote me right back the next day. Hey, what's your schedule like? I would love to see you again. He's one of the few people that's done that too, like immediately. Like driving. When's the next time I can see you? Which I love that. Um, We went on a few more dates. Um, And, you know, for me, I really like getting to know people. I don't expect the man to come to me all the time. I want to go see where they live. I want to go to their area. As we know, I pretty much only date men who live far away. I don't want to make them feel like they have to come to me all the time. Um, So on one of our dates, I did go down to see where he lived. He lives in this super charming small town. As we've talked about, I live in the city, like city proper, not like where people say I live in Chicago, but actually they don't. I actually live in the city. Um and he lives in this teeny 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 little small town that was so charming, um, you know. And he put together this whole day. I met his dog. Um, we went and got sushi. I will be honest; it was the worst sushi I've ever had. But the company was great, and I thought it was so sweet that he was like taking me out. We did a little walk around the tiny little downtown. It was actually a great date, despite the bad sushi. But we had a good time, um, and his dog just was the cutest the dog also hated me. <laughs> the dog, we hung out in his, in his uh, front room, looking at some of the pictures he's taken over the years and some of the books that he likes to read. And the dog planted herself in his lap and would not move. And he tried to kiss me a few times. And the dog was like, no, <laughs> to the point that he had to put the dog in another room. Cause he was like, this is not going to be a very successful date. If the dog is in the same room, which it was just hilarious. Um. All right. So we continued dating, we went on several dates about six weeks. But about this time, about a month in, my friends were starting to know about this guy. Cause so I would say, Hey, I'm dating this guy, Ian. He's really nice. Without fail, I don't know what kind of message I was sending. People would remark, Yeah, but are you really into this guy? And of course, I was indignant. How dare you? Of course, I'm into him. Um, But really, they had a point. I don't know what it was, but my friends were just picking up on it. You know, like even I have a few friends that I have actually gone on dates with and now we're just buddies. And even a few of them were like, I don't think you're really into this guy. And I was so indignant and so defensive about it. Um, I think, Lori, even you brought it up. You're like, "Um, yeah, I never really
1: just got a good sense of who he was. Again nice person. There was never any question that he was treating you nicely, that he was a nice, good person to date, but I just never like, there just wasn't more there. I feel like, um, I don't know. Did it, it didn't. I think also he was just so different from any of the men that you had dated up until that point too. Um, that, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see it.
0: That's what it is. We've talked about before. I know y'all can't see me, but I have like a big I wear really bold makeup. I have bright red hair. My clothes a lot of times are very like, they're a little bit out there. My personality is really big. And a lot of times the men I date, they also have big personalities and there's a lot going on. So Ian was different you know, he was much more, he was much quieter, much more chill. So maybe that's part of what it was it's like, who is this person? He's nice, but what it was, what, is the, what are, are the other things there, which I believe they did exist. They just were not, I was not bringing that out in him. Like, I really think this was a match thing. He's great. I'm great, but I don't know that together we were great. Um, so really all of you had a point. I wanted to be into him. He was so nice and kind and easy. And I have not been in any relationship since I left my marriage. Like, I mean, I've been in non-committed relationships, you know, where I, I had something with someone that was real and was extended over several months, but I've never like called it off with other people and been exclusive and focused on just one person.
1: I think also what you said, like you wanted it to be something, I think sometimes it's really hard to get over that want, like, I want this to work. I want this to be a thing. I did that a lot. And, um, you know, when I talked about Sam earlier, who I dated, um, you know, I wanted it to be something, I think he wanted it to be something and it just didn't make sense. And sometimes it's really hard to just take a step back and be like, well, am I, am I trying too hard to like root for this, to be a thing. When I know deep down, like this really (laughs) isn't a good thing for me. Uh, I think Um, that's a really common kind of dating misstep.
0: Well, and I think too, it's like trusting yourself. Cause like, I, I I would say I'm still not good at trusting myself because I do, I do tend to end up, tend to end up dating men that it's maybe not the healthiest situation. Like I tend to do that. So, you know, I try to fight my instincts, but sometimes my instincts are not that wrong, you know, because I'm like, there's something wrong with me that I'm not feeling passionately about this Mm -hmm. person. It's my fault, which maybe that's true. But, you know, in this case, I don't think it was like, we just did not excite each other. And also we were not compatible, even though it was so fun and nice. And he's obviously a great kisser. Anyway, um, I really liked how good and sincere he was. Um, You know, I really liked that he always was driving. When can we see each other? He, I would say he made more of an effort than I did even like, hey, what's going on today? How are you doing? This whole thing. And I cannot discount dating someone who is just good, a good person. Um, I feel like that didn't happen so often. And it really did make me kind of sad because I was like, you're so great. Um, And I was starting to realize, because I think at this point it was like seven or eight friends that were like, oh actually into him. Cause I think you're right, Laura. I think the thing is like, who is this person? He's nice. He's good. What, what else, what else is there? So after about six weeks or so, I started feeling a shift in him. Like we all know this happens. I feel like the six week mark is like when things shift from being like honeymoon period into, Oh, this is actually like maybe something becoming more real. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's when a lot of things fall apart. Cause that's the point at which maybe, I mean, you can't sustain, like seeing each other two, three times a week, calling every day, texting all day. That's not really sustainable. I don't think long-term. And that's when it starts to cross over into, um, I don't want to use the word work, but there are actually like relationship skills that start to become, I think more important. And that's when a lot of things fall apart. Cause you're like, maybe it, This was just like a whirlwind love affair and that's it. Um, But I started feeling a shift in him. I actually had a triathlon coming up and he just really wasn't engaged. Like anyone who does um, endurance racing knows it's a huge commitment. Like I worked out every single day, pool, biking, running. It's actually a, a huge part of your life when you do triathlons and marathons. And I had a race coming up and he just wasn't asking me about it. Um, I noticed he just wasn't pursuing as hard as he was at the beginning. And I was feeling the fizzle. I felt the fizzle. Mm, um, that. and anybody who knows me knows that I'm just not, I do not shy away from candid conversations. Like I have no problem with it and I'm going to call it out. What I have a hard time with is ambiguity. Um, and so I actually brought it up and he said, no, 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 why don't we talk on the phone? And so he called me and we had a great hangout on the phone for two hours. We had I was actually late to, uh, And something I had scheduled that night because we were on the phone having fun. But then the next day he broke up with me over text. Yeah. So I think he was just faking it the night before. Um, He said, you know, and finally, the reason he said he broke up was the reason we weren't going to date in the first place. He said he was really ready to find a long-term partner and have a kid. And he knew that was not on my radar. Hmm. So the end was the beginning as well. Um, so that was me and, uh, invisible Ian who I forget I dated and kind of what was funny. Um, I wasn't that into him either. Y'all were right. Y'all were totally right. I was just like indignant. It's always like, like indignant thing about someone broke up with you. It's like, how dare you break up with me?
1: Yeah. And also the, the breakup method was a little bit tough.
0: Um, what do you think about a, a text message breakup? Um, well, I mean, I've definitely called it off with someone over text because it's just easier, right? You don't have to see their face way easier. You don't get immediate feedback and just put it out there and leave it and walk away. But I also think we have to be grown-ups and we have to treat I I would like to think I try to treat people well and I want to be treated well. He and I had been dating for six weeks and it'd been the kind of thing where we talked pretty much every day. We had been out many times on many dates. I had been to his house. He had been to my house. And I kind of feel like that's the level at which it needs to be a phone call. You know, I mean, I met his dog. <laughs> We'd had a lot of deep conversations. I, you know, I really would have preferred a phone call. And I called him out on that because I was annoyed that he dared to break up with me because I'm so terrible. Um, and he was like, well, I was just kind of scared to talk to you on the phone. He said, I know I should have called you, but I just, I, I was too nervous to do that, which... I understand I'm a lot, so he probably was a little scared, but, um, I don't know. I also think we're all grown ups, and I know I would have called him, you know, and I would have appreciated the respect of him calling me on the phone.
1: Yeah. I though. mean, ending it over text, I feel like is a one or two date situation where like, I wouldn't feel compelled to call nor to expect somebody to call me if we'd only been on a couple dates and it was yeah. pretty casual or whatever. Um, but six, you know, seven weeks into dating and spending a decent amount of time together, my feelings would be hurt if it was just a text message. Um, that wouldn't feel so great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was not awesome. Kind of
1: have to adult up and just make the phone call. And it's hard. Like it's hard to break up with somebody like, especially if you haven't done it. And that also could be part of his story too, that you don't know, like I've never broken up with that many people and it's real hard if you're not experienced in having those conversations or you feel awkward or uncomfortable or what, I mean, it is awkward and uncomfortable. So if you don't feel awkward and uncomfortable for it, then I guess I have questions about who you are because
0: generally it's not a, it's not, it shouldn't be an easy conversation to have. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I much prefer to be broken up with than to do the breaking up because it's just. Oh, really? I yeah. I don't know what it is. I just, I, I don't want to hurt their feelings.
1: <laughs> I think I'm the breaker upper.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I've think... done it, but like, I mean, it's different when it's two dates because then like nobody cares, right? That doesn't count. That doesn't count. But mm-hmm. like actual breakups, like this isn't, I mean, most of the ones in my life have been mutual. have been mutual. You know, like where we both knew it wasn't working. So we'd have a conversation. It was just like together. We realized this was, we needed to break up, but there've been a lot of other times where are like, this is not working, but I just wait for them to break up with me because I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. And then of course I get indignant that they broke up with me, even though I totally wanted it to be over <laughs> too.
1: I, I remember my first, the first person I broke up with in my early twenties And like we were dating for the second time around and we shouldn't have dated again. Like it was not the best the first time we dated, but we had, I had rebounded back to him and so we had been dating and I remember we went to see a movie and I had told him what movie I wanted to see. It was something like cute and easy and fun. And we ended up at like a horror movie. It was super bloody and I hated it. I hated every minute of this movie. And he went to drive me home uh, and we were in his car and I like broke up with him. I was like, that's it. Like, I'm not doing this. And I broke up and I was like, you weren't listening to what movie I said I wanted to go to. Oh, God. But I remember getting out of his car and I was like, that's good. Like, it felt good to be like, this isn't working for me and I'm going to end it. However, I definitely got out of his car and then called an ex-boyfriend who came over later. So. I had a plan B for that night. Apparently, Clearly you had some back burner options, (laughs) but I did remember it. Like it felt good to be able to control the situation a little bit rather than being broken up with. Cause then I got to control like when it happened and how I felt about it. Like I got to come to terms in my brain about it before it happened versus somebody out of the blue, breaking up with you, whether you want it to happen or not still hurts your feelings. So I think I'm definitely in the, Breaker upper camp.
0: Got to learn to be more like you. <laughs> All
1: right. So again, we touched on this, but you again, it's that idea that you felt like you should like Ian, but you didn't no. really, kind of enough. Like, what do you think was really happening there? Um,
0: I just didn't have real passion for him. I'm gonna be honest. I think I was lazy at that point. You know, I've been dating for a while. And kind of brought up earlier, I hadn't made a commitment to anyone. I was kind of tired of swiping. I was like, I met this really nice, good person. I'm not, you know, and what was kind of funny, it's it's like, okay, here's where I'll be honest. I did not have skin in the game. I didn't, I was not that into him. Mm-hmm. My emotions are not all attached there. I did not have feelings for him. So it was easy, right? Like it was, and easy. he was pursuing he- you. Right. And that feels nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so he wasn't going to hurt me. And I think I was just like, you know, I'd had a few like kind of tough breakups over the last like year where I was into the person I was dating. It didn't work out and it was upsetting, you know, and I was just like, I think I was lazy. I was ready to settle. I didn't want to keep swiping. I found this person that was fun to hang out with. I mean, he took me on real dates. Like we went bowling, Mm -hmm. like, and that just didn't happen so often. Usually it's like, let's go get drinks and make out. Like he actually planned actual dates, like with dinners and activities and all kinds of things. Um, So it was nice, Um, but I didn't have feelings for him. And I think I was lazy. I think I was ready to settle and just coast for a little bit. I found someone who's a great kisser, fun to hang out with. Maybe that's okay. Just for now. Um, but it's not, <laughs> well, I also wonder if that was kind of what was happening
1: on his side too, because it started with, uh, oh, we have, this probably isn't a great fit because I know I want kids. So we should just not meet to him coming back around and dating you for a minute. And then him going back to what he had originally said. So I kind of wonder if maybe he was also like, well, it's summer. It's nice. And she, you know, it seems like we would connect well, and that would be nice for the summertime when there's fun stuff to do. Cause that's also a lot easier than having it be more of a real thing because in states where it gets colder, the winter time is when you have to really like the person
0: that you're around because you're stuck inside with them all the time and there's no distractions of fun activities. Yeah. I mean, that's something if, if you're listening from a warm state, that's maybe in the more Southern or coastal area of the country. Good for you, but here in Chicago, we call it cuffing season. It's from like November to February. And the idea is that you need to find a relationship, and it's called cuffing them for the winter months because you're not leaving your house. We don't leave our house except to shovel, um, you know, enormous snow drifts. It's a huge, <laughs> huge winter here in Chicago is rough. It is super rough. And you just don't go out. If you go out, you maybe will get drinks or dinner but you don't really do much of anything no. else. And a lot of times you just do not want to leave your house. So you need to have found someone that you are comfortable hanging out with at your house or theirs through all of those terrible months. So Google cuffing season, if you want to know more, but that's how it works up here in the snow states.
1: <laughs> now, real talk. Do you think you would, or have you since early on in dates, ask somebody if, um, you know, what they're looking for?
0: I'm getting better at that. You know, I remember when I first started dating, I got real mad whenever, like, I remember like the first few days, someone would be like, so what are you looking for here? And I'd be like, I don't know. I feel like you just meet people and it goes where (laughs) it goes. And that's because I was a baby divorcee and I didn't know any better because I didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know who I was. I knew literally nothing. Now I'm one of those people and I do bring it up. You know, I, I think it's pretty clear. Sometimes I'll meet people and I'm like, oh, you're fun to go out with. This is not going to be anything. So I don't even bother the people that I'm actually interested in. I will, I will bring it up. Like if we've been taught, I don't say it right at the beginning, after we've been talking for a little bit, I may say, you know, like, where are you at with dating? What are you into? What are you looking for? What works for you? So I won't necessarily say, what are you looking for? But I will have those conversations about where are you at in your love life? Um, Because I know. You know, I, now I'm at a point where like, I do know what I'm looking for, for the most part before I didn't have boundaries. Now I do before I didn't have expectations. Now I do. Um, I think about the who, like who this person is. And I think about how they make me feel and how they treat me. So I think about the who and the how, Um, and I didn't have any of that before. And it took quite a long time of dating for me to learn what those, what those things were. And kind of finally, I've kind of gotten to the point where I don't know if I'm the marrying type. I don't know that I'm going to get married. I know I'm going to fall in love because I do that. You know, I meet someone I fall in love and I have these deep connections to people. I don't know if that means I have to get married to them, especially I have kids. I'm not intending to have any other ones. I don't know if I'm even going to cohabitate. Um, I've, it's just funny. Like I think a lot of times the answer to that question comes in figuring out who you are. And it's taking me almost two years of dating post-divorce to kind of figure that out. Um, so now I do bring it up and I do talk to them if they don't know then maybe they're just not in the same place I am.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'm not good at asking those questions. I'm, I know I'm not, I'm terrible at it. Um, I can break up with them, but uh, heaven forbid, I ask them where they're at in, in their dating journey. I mean, even in my current relationship, I definitely did not ask those questions early on. And I definitely spent some time wondering because we hadn't talked about any of those things It really hadn't come up. And I think that's because he's more of like an organic dater where it's like, just see how things grow. And I internally am not like that, but I had a hard time like bringing those things up. And it would have been much easier to have had those conversations earlier on for sure of just because people are coming at dating from so many different places that, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to date more casually or, you know, whatever, wherever you're at, but it's not easy if you are approaching it from different places.
0: Well, and I also think about the thing that I'm listening for is whether they're open-hearted. I think one of the biggest challenges I've had in dating is most of the men that, and I I put this on myself, most of the men that I've been involved with over a a longer period of time have not been open-hearted. They've been very closed off very guarded. And I think I was attracted to them because I knew there's no way it would work out. So I didn't have real skin in the game. It was like self-sabotage. And so I'm, I've been working to not be that way. I've worked on myself to be more open-hearted and to approach dating and love and relationships in an open-hearted way for myself. And so I'm kind of trying to figure out, are they open? I don't want to get into another Rowdy Ryan situation, or even like the Ted, the tennis player situation, where after dating for months, we have a convo about "Mm, I don't know if I have feelings for you. Like what? Or I have feelings for you. So we need to break up. I that that's just chicanery to me. Like I I don't want to do that. So a lot of times that's what I'm trying to find out. Like, are you open hearted? And what's kind of interesting is it's led to some really great experiences. Like we have an episode about Sean the Smoke show he was open-hearted, I was open-hearted and it was like freaking lightning. Um, and I want that. I want that. That's me not settling. It's scarier. Like I, dating Sean was, was like very difficult for me because I was so like, wow, I'm really into you. And so it was great, but it was also like, I'm not used to this because usually I pick men where I'm only going to be kind of excited about them. Cause it's less scary, right? They, they can only hurt me so much, but then you date someone where you're fully open-hearted, they're fully open-hearted and it's amazing, but it's a little scary to jump off that cliff. Cause if it doesn't go right, um, you know, it can just be hard. It's hard to lose that. Even though my perspective is totally changed at this point, I don't think you need to be married. I don't think you need to have dated someone for years and years and call that a successful relationship. I think now you can date someone for two or three months, it'd be done in two or three months. And that was a really positive experience. I don't take anything away from that. I don't think length of time determines the importance of someone's role in your life. Apparently I had a lot to say about that. Yeah, a
1: lot to say about that. Yeah. And I definitely think some of my experiences have been a little more opposite where I feel like the people I have more significantly dated were pretty open people with me. So there probably was that part of me where I haven't felt as compelled to ask some of those questions because my experiences other than like, you know, the of the disasters of the world, there've been a couple of those that are their own category, but otherwise, you know, most of my dating experiences have been with people who were open and real with me. And it was probably a lot easier of a path. Um, and then you think about the ones too, where you go on a date or two, like I've gone out with people on multiple dates and I've never really thought about what are they looking at? like or anything? Because yeah. I because you know too. Like, well, this isn't really even a thing that like I wouldn't even have questioned. Like, where they were at with things or yeah. anything. Because you immediately your brain just writes them off, and then you question why am I even on this date? But you know, there's like nothing more there.
0: Right. Well, and I think it's kind of interesting that he was the person that gave me the most like inspiring answer to that question. I'm looking for the fairy tale. I'm looking for big love. And that's not how we felt about each other, <laughs> Um, but it, and it's kind of funny. Like I did, I, I like was settling here. I was settling. Not he, I'm not settling no, on him. A, yeah. He's a great person, but in terms of like the chemistry, the connection, yeah. the depth of emotion, I was settling on that front because I had no skin in the game in that area.
1: Yep, and because he was nice, and it should be a thing. And you, we kind of trick ourselves into looking at all of the things that are good and assuming that that means that person is good for us. And that isn't
0: often is not the case. Yeah. Well, and also I think it's easy to fall into a trap of, I have to be dating someone. I love dating. I love love. I love connections and relationships. I truly enjoy those things. I think they add a lot of great things to people's lives. However, I think we fall into a trap of who am I going to be with and not you don't have to be with anyone, you know, like mm-hmm. I have to remind myself, like, it's like when I'm looking like the array of choices on the dating apps, <laughs> you know, which one do I want to go out with? That's not the right question, you know, cause like more than more often than not, it's none of these, none apps. of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, which one it's weather. Um, and I try to remind myself of that. Cause I think we tend to talk about it that way. Like, who should we be with? I should be with him, not him, you know? And, and instead it's just, maybe, you know, you don't have to be with any of these guys like mm-hmm. at all. Hold out. <laughs> yeah.
1: So did Ian get added onto your, your, I went out on a date with you and now you're my friend list or have you talked to him since? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. So I have my little harem of friends. Uh, Some of them listen to this podcast, which is a little funny, but um, no, I didn't. It turned out we didn't even have (laughs) enough of a connection to be friends. Uh, I do still like his pictures on Instagram, though.
1: Yeah, that's always so
0: interesting, too, where like you can spend so much time like
1: trying to get to know someone and then you just never speak to them again, which is very common, um, but also very comical.
0: Well, and we're just so ridiculous. Cause like this whole thing I'm saying where we forget I dated Ian is real. Like even when we were looking at like the episode list for the second season of thirsty, I forgot to put, <laughs> I forgot to put this one, this story on the list. <laughs> and we were like, who are we forgetting? There's someone missing. <laughs> and it was Ian. We just always forget he existed, which is so terrible. Cause he's such a sweetheart. <laughs> like he doesn't deserve to be forgotten, but nevertheless, we do. I forgot to add him to another
1: episode guide that I was creating the other day too. And I'm like, why am I short an episode? And I had to go back and he was right there on the list, but somehow I did not include him. So I feel very bad about that, Ian. I'm sorry. Um, And again, you and I were talking the whole time that you were dating him. He is a nice person, but just didn't, didn't have a big impact, which I guess also speaks nicely for Ian that, you know, there was no nonsense. He wasn't rude. He didn't say things to make you upset. Like often, I think those often are the things that make uh, someone stick out in our brain. It's like, Oh, what did he do to make you upset or what bad things yeah. happened in this situation or where, you know, is it more dramatic or whatever? I feel like that stuff tends to stick out. And I think Ian was just like super even keeled and, yeah. nice and neutral
0: and whatever. There was
1: nothing super great or super bad happening there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have not one complaint about him like at all, which I probably, yeah. As you said, contributes to the, we forget about him. Uh, I have not one complaint about him. He was so sweet. So nice. So wholesome. The only thing I didn't like was him breaking up with me over text. Mm-hmm. However, regardless, I still don't fault him for that because I can be kind of scary sometimes. <laughs> I'm So my personality <laughs> is so big and I will not hesitate to tell you what I'm thinking. Uh so honestly, I really can't fault him too much for that because You know, I think I'd be a little nervous to break up with me too. To be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, everyone's going to think I'm nuts now. I'm not. I just, I always say what I think. I'm very, I have zero secrets. And I think sometimes people get, that makes people nervous. But leaving us on that note, I think that's everything there. Um, I'm sure we're going to move on and I'm going to forget I dated him yet again. (laughs) (laughs)
1: episode for forever and ever
0: (laughs) yeah well we got to have these to balance out the you know dumpster fires that happen sometimes anyway all right we'll we'll see y'all next week all right Bye. bye still thirsty don't forget to follow us on facebook instagram and all your favorite podcasting platforms because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more